It's time to know your soul. Are you seeking the you within? Has people pleasing stressed you out? It's time to find your light so you can share your entrepreneurial gifts with the world. Well, Red Rover on over. But the only thing you're breaking through is yourself. This is Soul Amplified. Are you ready? Hello, and welcome to the Soul Amplified podcast. I'm Vanessa Grace, your host. You happen to be entering a four-part series on the menstrual cycle. And if you want to start at the beginning, go back to the episode that came out on September 21st on something called the follicular phase. But if you want to just jump in with menstruation with me, which is phase number four, you are welcome here, honey. It is just fine. Hey there, it's just Vanessa from the now interrupting Vanessa from the past to, I don't know, say a couple of announcements and a little reminder that this is an episode that I had released before and I am releasing it again because hello, it is just so good. Um, I really love talking about the different phases of the menstrual cycle and I kind of can't shut up about it. So I'm so happy to share this series of episodes with you again about those four phases. Please note that the things that I'm talking about in this episode that are like what I'm offering to you right now, what I'm the the program that I'm offering to you right now that I talk about in this episode isn't actually available right now. I'm not running a retreat right now that I talk about in this episode. But uh, a lot of the things that I talk about about the retreat are relevant. So in the spring of 2024, I'm going to be reopening my program Radiance Recipe. It is a three-month program. So a lot of the things that you hear me talk about in the episode about the retreat are relevant to Radiance Recipe. And I have a wait list going for Radiance Recipe. Um, you could just get on the email list for it. And as soon as I know the details of it and open it up and everything, um, the people on the wait list will be the first to know about Radiance Recipe happening. So let me tell you a little bit about Radiance Recipe. So I already said it's a three-month program. I'm going to start it in the early spring. And so this circle is to really help women open up to their divine feminine and to help them trust themselves in their inner knowing. I've talked to so many women who are doubting their intuition and are having confidence issues with... Um, you know, knowing their own inner truth. And I really want to help women realize the depth of their wisdom and innate knowing. And part of that is really uh, being in sync with their cycle and knowing how to live with each of the themes of the four phases of the menstrual cycle, knowing that there is a theme for each of them and how to live with it. And so the Radiance Recipe program is to help women discover how to connect with their radiance, right? So let me break it down a little bit more. Um, that's like kind of what you'll get out of the program in terms of your inner growing and inner knowing. But also each month will have a theme. The theme of the first month is rebellion. Sorry, I stumbled over my words. It's rebellion. 
The theme of the second month is cycles. And then I intend for the third theme of the third month to be ancestors. But when I've done this program in the past, the third month kind of evolves every single time into whatever that group of women need that month to be. And so the third month sometimes is a wild card, even though when I start the program, I have intentions. It, um, it evolves for what that group of women need it to be. Um, and so this is a group online program, if I haven't already said that. You get three uh, one-hour calls. One, no, I think they're an hour and a half calls with me a month. I don't offer the call when I'm menstruating because I rest during that week. So that's why it's three. And the, the themes of teaching kind of have a formula where some of them are more ceremony-based. Um, some of our times together, our circles together, are more teaching-based. And other times it's more demonstration-based. And sometimes it's a combination of the three. Um, it just depends on what I'm trying to relay to you that day. Um, you get access to me outside of the program through Voxer, where you can Voxer in the group chat and um, I get back to you and you can also provide support to one another in the group. So when I run, ran this program last time, it was $333 a month for three months. And then if you paid all up front, you got a discount and um, it was about a $100 discount and you would just pay $900 up front. Um, I'm not getting any inclinations that I'm supposed to change that, but if you're on the email list to, um, to learn about the program, as soon as I'm ready to talk about it more, you'll, you'll get the details of, you know, what the rate will be for it. So I hope that this piques your interest and getting on the wait list doesn't mean that you're signing up. There's no obligation. It just means you're curious and you want to be the first to know. Um, I'm not going to be doing like half hour phone calls with me to get enrolled in the program. Um, I'm not going to have that barrier between you and the program. It's just going to be, you just sign up. You just sign up if you want it. If you have questions, you can of course email me. And if you want to call with me, maybe I'll do those. I haven't decided that yet, but I'll certainly answer all of your questions. Um, so anyway, I'll have the link in the show notes for you to sign up for the, to get on the waitlist email. So I return you to former very, very wise Vanessa saying things that I still very much agree with. Have a great day, ladies. Um, I've been saying this at the beginning of every single episode. So those of you that have been listening to all of these probably know what I'm going to say right about now, which is awesome because that means I've said it frequently enough that you actually know what I'm about to say. Repetition equals learning. Yes. So what I'm saying is that in the medical world, they talk about the first day of your period is the beginning of your menstrual cycle. And I'm going to read a quote from the book In the Flow by Elisa Vitti that explains why that is. And it is about the medical community being male-dominated and male-focused. But actually, um, Elisa Vitti chose to write her book based on the menstrual cycle beginning with the story of the egg and what's actually happening to the egg 
which happens the first day after your period is done with the follicular phase. And so that is what I am also doing. I am starting everything in this podcast with the follicular phase, the beginning of the egg, rather than the beginning of the period. So here's what she says in her book. Your bleed as day one is a medical reference that emerged from a time when only men were allowed to practice medicine. It's not the beginning for anyone who bleeds and who lives the experience. Your bleed is the culmination of your hormonal cycle, not the beginning. The only reason the start of the bleed has been referenced as day one of your cycle is that it was assumed that the bleeding phase is the only one you would notice or track and thereby make it easier for doctors to reference. So isn't that just the way of things? So um, let's just begin the trend along, not begin, continue the trend along with Elisa Vitti that we just consider the first day after our period is done to be the beginning of our cycle because that's actually when the egg begins. And now fast forwarding through the follicular phase, the ovulation phase, the luteal phase, now we're going into the menstruation phase. So at the very, very um, tail end of the luteal phase, something called the corpus luteum disintegrated, and it was making sure that the progesterone was there, and the progesterone is what was holding the uterine lining in place, which is what was holding the egg. And then when that corpus luteum disintegrates, the progesterone goes away so that the endometrium lining, the inner lining of the uterus and the egg that has been hanging out there can't be held there anymore. And that's when your period starts. And the period phase for your menstruation is three to seven days long. And the color of your period the consistency of the blood in your period and the duration of your period are all signs of your hormonal health. And this is something that if you had told me that five years ago, I would have been like, what in the actual shit hell fuck are you talking about? Like that, I, I can't even wrap my brain around that. But there are different signs that you can look for to help you decode what is happening with your hormones and your entire feminine cycle. And the hormones are really important because even though we have like five different hormones um, going off throughout our cycle, like off the top of my head, I think that's how many it is. We probably have a lot more than that going on in our bodies though, but I'm not a scientist or a doctor. So those five hormones, one, two, three, four, I'm thinking of five right now, they have to be happening in sync because they actually do more than run our feminine cycle. Having them in the right amounts at the right time controls a lot of other aspects of our bodies and our health as women. And so having a healthy period um, is a, a sign that indicates your overall body health. And so if you're struggling with your period, if you have uh, brown blood at the beginning of your period or at the end, that's important to note. If you have a lot of cramping do your, during your period, in addition to that being super uncomfortable, that's a sign that something's wrong. If you have a lot of clots in your blood um, for your menstruation, that is a sign that something is off with your hormones. 
if you have a really short period that's only like a day or two, that's a sign that something is off with your hormones. If you have blood that is really, really thin, if you have really heavy bleeding, like you're going through a tampon or a pad like once an hour, that's a sign that there's something off with your hormones. These are all signs. Um, and there are things that you can do to help yourself. And I'm not going to go into that in the podcast. Um, I'm going to go over some things that can happen, but I'm going to go more in depth into it at my retreat, the Women's Secret Guidebook to Life, Her Menstrual Cycle. And that's happening October 22nd. You can check out all of the notes about that and the information about it in the show notes. And you can learn more on the website that I have built for it and register for it there. There's also going to be an after party that you can come hang out with me and have dinner for uh, just a few people that want to buy that. And um, you get some extra swag but you'll be able to have a deeper conversation with me at the after party if you want to uh, invest in yourself in that way and just hang out with me more. But let's let's get into what's supposed to be happening in the menstruation phase and why all of these period problems can be happening that I just listed. And there's more than that, but that's like the main ones. So first of all, the menstruation phase is, in terms of divine masculine and divine feminine, it is definitely in the divine feminine. You are supposed to be slowing down. You're resting. You're working on restoration. You're going inward to contemplate yourself and to process anything that needs to be processed. You are legit processing any emotions that you did not feel in the previous month. So if there are emotions that you just ramrodded right over a couple weeks ago, they're going to come up now during your menstruation phase and they're going to be loud as fuck trying to get your attention. And if you continue to ignore them, they will just get louder. And that loudness shows up in your body as PMS and cramps and period problems. And so if you're not listening to your body, it gets louder and louder and louder with these symptoms. So that's why it's so important to begin to rest as maybe one of the first things that you do when you're learning about syncing with your cycle. Just give yourself more rest and more time to just focus on yourself and contemplate yourself during menstruation. So... One of the other themes of menstruation is that you're just kind of going blank or fallow to allow yourself time to rest and restore so that you can be more rejuvenated later. So that relates to the season of winter in our world where the world goes into winter and everything kind of slows down. So that you can, so that the world can just kind of be at rest and not be in production mode all the time. It needs to heal itself just like you do. And again, I'm going to say this again. I've said this every time. Our, our culture does not promote um, times of slowness. It wants high productivity all of the time. 
And so when we as women need to slow down, um, we push past it and tell ourselves that it's stupid and that it doesn't matter that we want to go slow right now because we have to keep producing. And um, in actuality, women aren't just built like that. We need the time of rest. And that absolutely does not fucking mean we are weak. We are actually powerhouses. When we rest, we can produce during the ovulatory part of our phase like no one's fucking business. But we only get the magic of the ovulation phase when we are at our heightened um, energy level and magnetism when we have fully rested during our menstruation phase. Swallow that one down. So you want the fanciness of the ovulation and you don't feel like you're getting it with all that super cool energy, you got to slow down more during menstruation. So also when you're in the feminine part of your cycle, you're going to want, you know, menstruation. You're not going to be a social because you're turning inward. So don't have a lot of projects on your plate if you can direct that and move your calendar around so that you don't have as much contact with other people. If you can move around your meetings at work, that would be great. That would be absolutely amazing. So what, and then also I talked about it being themed with winter. That's what the symbolic counterpart is for the menstrual cycle with the seasons. But the symbol in terms of the moon, the phase that it's associated with is the new moon. And the new moon means that you can't see the moon in the sky because there's the sun and then there's the earth and then there's the moon hanging out there in our solar system. And so the moon isn't getting light from the sun because the earth is in between them. And so you cannot see the light on the face of the moon at all, which means that it's gone into its full darkness, which is basically, you know, in terms of the menstruation cycle, like you've gone inside yourself. You're being introspective. Okay, the what's happening with the hormones right now is that estrogen is dominant because the progesterone has gone away. And it's actually um, very, very low right now. Estrogen is really, really low. And... Sorry, I'm looking at my notes. I'm, like, making sure that I have everything. And actually, that's really all that's happening in terms of the hormones that I have listed here. It, all of the other hormone things happen a lot during the ovulation phase. And the estrogen is just really low right now, which is, you know, kind of why you're just like chilling, hanging out low yourself. So, oh, also I want to tell you this story. Oh, I'm so happy I looked at my notes right now. Sorry, that was a really like weird moment where I was like, I need to look at my notes to understand what's happening. So, Earlier on in this section, I talked about, um, you know, like the, the type of bleed that you're having. And then also, I also talked about when, when things are happening in your, okay, actually I didn't even say this part yet. Sorry. I'm gathering my brain. So part of the period is shedding parts of your life that you're done with. So you're shedding physically your emotions through the blood. You're shedding things that you're done with, that you're letting go of. I've heard of people who, after processing some of their emotional trauma or their life trauma, you know, 
they allow themselves, they, they just focus on their next period being part of shedding that out. And when we're unaware that the period is a symbolic shedding of what we're letting go of in life, that we, um, we distance ourselves from allowing that release to happen. Um, so the stresses in our lives can build up and when we don't let them just go, they can be cluttered inside of us. And that's what can cause really heavy periods is all of this, um, not tuning into ourselves, clutter inside of us and high levels of stress. And then we end up with, um, messed up period in a lot of different ways. So, and, and now we're getting to the story that I wanted to tell you. I had to tell you all of that piece first about the relationship between stress and um, periods that have a lot of symptoms. So I've shared earlier in um, the episode several weeks ago about codependency in your period of having a messed up period myself. So I was reading a book called Witch while I was on my period. And part of this book talks about how women who were healers during the times of the witch trial were accused of being witches and then, of course, had all of the awful things happen to them to torture them or kill them. And I hadn't really read a lot about the witch trials before since my spiritual stuff started a few years ago. And something interesting happened that day while I was on my period reading this book called Witch is that I started bleeding through an entire pad once an hour while I was reading this book. And I hadn't been doing that earlier in the day. And it wasn't the day of my period where I would tend to bleed heavier because I was still bleeding heavy at this part of my life when I was having my period. Um, but it was like earlier in the day, it was just chill. And I was reading this book in the evening and I was having all of these reactions to reading this information that women who just knew about plants or women that understood how the body worked, they just understood kind of like natural medicine things were being accused of witchcraft because women's mysteries are apparently evil. So um, <laughs> I was having this big reaction to it and my period responded by shedding and shedding and shedding and shedding. And you guys know that I'm really into epigenetics and the symbolism and the science that comes from um, traumas and positive things getting passed down um, our genetic line to us, not just in terms of like our personality traits or what our bodies look like, but that past life ex experiences from our ancestors' lives can turn on or off specific genes that we then inherit that gene being turned on or off because of their life experience and we weren't even alive for it yet. That's what epigenetics is. So if I just blew your brain, I have a whole series of episodes on um, family genetics and epigenetics and you can go listen to those. And I cannot tell you the number of them because I don't even know when I did it. It was probably like a year ago. So because I believe in epigenetics, but I also leave, believe in past lives and I believe in, pa in ancestral trauma, like there's all of these ways in which 
witches could be part of my history. I actually don't know if they are, but just the idea that women experienced so much trauma and that it's like being passed down epigenetically, scientifically, and then I believe that things can get passed on spiritually as well. I feel like I was shedding things in my cellular knowledge in a subconscious knowledge level, at a spiritual knowledge level that my consciousness hasn't yet realized. I feel like I was symbolically shedding the, the horror of these innocent women being murdered or tortured or both for just, like, knowing things about herbs, essentially. And I, I know it's not only that, but, uh, you know, other things like that, various healing modalities, they were just women who knew how to work with nature. And I feel like that story is indicative of the mysteries of being a woman, of um, there's something tethered to how we live our lives and the emotions that we hold on to, and how we release our blood during our period. And there's something magical about being more true to yourself. And that creates a healthier period. Reducing the stress in your life by being in line with yourself. And axing from your life what isn't for you anymore. Makes your period and your hormones healthier. And so like one of the most basic things that you can do to have a healthier period is to just be true to yourself. And that will help change your entire menstrual cycle experience. But again, the very first thing that I think that you should do is increase your rest during your period because it will allow you to turn inward more and it may change your perception of the importance of when you bleed because it is actually highly, highly important. My dears, that is the last episode in this four-part series on the four parts of the menstrual cycle. Follicular, ovulation, luteal, and menstruation. Let me know your questions. Let me know what you think of it. Um, I would so enjoy it if you would come to the retreat and bring a friend and make it a whole weekend here in Vancouver, Washington. I am ready to help you understand yourself more so that you can deepen your own wisdom about your own fucking body and your own fucking life. My dear, go be amazing. Thanks for tuning in, Soul Sister. Do you want to hear from me more? Sign up for my Transforming Your Codependency text messages straight to your phone every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for inspiration and education. To sign up, text PEACE to 877-338-0875. To spread this message far and wide, screenshot listening to this podcast and share it on social media. Be sure to tag me. I love hearing how you're growing. Get amplified.